You're listening to the Anne Life Podcast. In this episode, I'm interviewing Penny Pierce, author of The Intuitive Way and Frequency, The Power of Personal Vibration. Stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jennifer Blanchard, the Feel Good Life Coach, and the Anne Life is an unconventional guide to creating the feel good life of your dreams. Conventional advice says if you want something, you have to do more, sacrifice, and work harder. But that's a bunch of nonsense. In this podcast, I show you how to work from the inside out to have everything you want and more. Here, you'll find a bridge between the woo-woo and the practical, so you'll know exactly how to create the life and business of your dreams. Because it's not either or, it's and. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the And Life Podcast. I'm Jennifer Blanchard, the Feel Good Life Coach. And I am so excited for this week's episode. I have an amazing guest with me, and we are about to have an incredible conversation all about energy, about personal vibration, and how to really use your frequency to manifest the things that you desire in your life. But before I get into that and introduce my guest, I just wanted to share a little bit of background on how I, first of all, came to find this author and how I found her book and how I really was able to take that and and learn a lot about myself and about what I had been experiencing after I experienced it. So I was basically like looking backwards at things that had happened and been like, oh, that makes sense. I understand it now. So her book was really, really helpful for me when it came to just having an understanding of what I actually did. So let me back up just a tiny bit. Uh, So okay, so 2018, it was the summer of that year. I had been spending that year as a focus. I was working on um, just feeling good. My focus was like, how can I feel good? How can I maintain feeling good as much as possible? And about mid-year, I just had the realization that it was really time for me to make a decision about my relationship. So at that point, I was married. I was in a relationship for almost 13 years and just realized that like I couldn't feel stuck any longer. So I had been feeling stuck for several years and I believe my ex felt the exact same way. We just never really talked about it. Um, But we both just really had, we could tell that things were kind of not the same, that, you know, they were sort of drifting in other directions and just starting to notice that like this really wasn't aligned anymore and it wasn't really the right situation or relationship for me. But I wasn't 100% sure about that because I had been with him for so long and basically grown up with him, right? So I we had been together for so long that we basically grew up together in a lot of ways as adults. And so it felt like, you know, he's my best friend. I love him as a person. Like I care about him and what happens to him. So how can I now just make this decision and not really feel 100% that this is the right thing, right? Because I just wasn't sure. I was like, well, you know, I feel like it's the right thing in my heart, but at the same time, I'm really questioning it and I'm wondering if I'm making a mistake by thinking that this isn't the right you know relationship and maybe it is and I just haven't been you know doing the work or whatever even though I knew in my heart of hearts that I had done the work that we had attempted many times to improve things and that it just really just wasn't aligned anymore it just wasn't the right situation for either of us but I wasn't feeling qualified to make that decision and so I made the decision to surrender it instead and I asked the universe to support me and I literally just said and I, I don't remember the exact words but it was something like I don't know what to do anymore in this area in this situation but I can't keep feeling like this and feeling like stuck feeling like I'm on the fence and not sure what to do um, because I hate that that's just such stuck energy and such a waste of energy so I really wanted to make a decision but I just didn't know what the decision was so I surrendered it and I said you know 
I know that if this is the right relationship for me, that it will shift in some way and become the relationship that I desire. And I know I completely believe that that will happen. Or I ask that if this is not the right relationship for me, that you have him break up with me. That way I will know for sure that this was right. And that was what I surrendered. And I asked the universe to support me in that. And then I just went about focusing on feeling good as much as humanly possible. And what ended up happening was I manifested my way out of my marriage. And so my, my ex actually asked me for a divorce about seven months after that that had con- kind of happened. Um, and it just happened in such a peaceful, amicable way. And I literally got exactly what I asked the universe to support me with. And so I felt 100% accurate, like this is right, this is the right thing, this is the right decision, even if it feels kind of weird right now, like it's the right decision. And I won't go into all of the things around that or what I did in that area because I already did that and actually in a, I did a podcast series called 35 and Divorced and the very first episode I talk about how I manifested my divorce. So if you want to get the details on how I did that, you can check that episode out after this one. Um, okay, so the reason I wanted to share that was because after my divorce went down, I took a solo trip out to Portland to just have some time alone, to see some friends that I know out there. And when I was there, I was going through their bookstore, Powell's, and it was not their main store, but one of the offshoot stores that they have in another another location. And it's they had like a bunch of used books, and I was just kind of rumbling through the section, looking at things, checking things out, and I came across this book called Frequency. And I started to read it and look into it, and I flipped open to a page where it said, when your relationships change and end. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And so then I read the next paragraph, which I'm going to read to you right now. And it literally blew my mind because it literally gave me the clarity around what I had done. So I didn't know what I had done. I just knew that I manifested myself out of the situation, but I didn't understand the reason why, right? I didn't know why it worked. Why did it actually happen the way that it did? And when I read this paragraph in Frequency, it made perfect sense to me. And that's why I'm so excited to have Penny uh, on today. And I'm going to bring her on in just a minute. But I want to read this paragraph to you because it was so um, just life-changing to see that and to go, wow, okay, this makes sense now. And I finally, after reading that, understood the power that we have with our vibrational frequency, with the energy that we have. Like you have so much more power than you realize if you can focus most of your attention and most of your time on feeling good, on doing things that feel good to you and being in alignment with that because that's the stuff that actually creates the physical changes that you desire. So let me read you this paragraph now. So here's what it says after when your relationships change and end. Just as two similarly vibrating personal fields create relationships, relationships change and often end when the vibration of one person's field shifts. If the vibration of your field changes, as it might after a spiritual breakthrough, certain people cannot occur in your field anymore unless they have a matching breakthrough and they will likely disappear. You may write it off with comments like they're boring or for some reason they don't like me now. Friends drop away and new ones appear out of the blue. When a karmic period is finished, the vibration of one's, one person's field also changes instantly, precipitating a sudden shift in the relationship's form. So when I read that, I was mind blown because I was literally like, oh my gosh, that's what I did. I changed my frequency. And because I changed my frequency by focusing on feeling good and really making that my main focus, my ex-husband who hadn't done the same thing was now on a different frequency than I was. And so 
he just naturally moved away, right? He just naturally felt the same way I was feeling. It was knowing that this was not the right situation anymore. And then he asked me for a divorce and we separated and went our separate ways, right? But it was because he wasn't resonating with me anymore. Our frequency had changed. So at one point and for a long time, our frequency was the same. We were resonating for a long time. And then I made the decision to change my frequency, not for the purposes of him divorcing me because I didn't know what was going to happen. It was I was focusing on feeling good because that's what I wanted was to feel good. And I knew that the universe was going to answer my ask and figure out for me what was the best thing for me, whether that our relationship was going to shift in some way or it was just going to go a, a separate direction, right, and completely just go away. So that's what ended up happening because I changed my frequency. And this is true of so many other things that have happened to me since then. And that's why I'm so freaking excited to have Penny here. And I know this is a really long intro, but I just, I'm so, uh, I just wanted to show how powerful her work is and how um, amazing it is to sort of have an understanding of your vibration and how it works. So let me jump right in and introduce my guest for today. All right. So I'm going to introduce my guest for this week. Her name is Penny Pierce. She is a respected clairvoyant empath, visionary, author, and popular lecturer and trainer. For well over 30 years, she has taught and counseled thousands of people internationally in all walks of life. She is one of the early pioneers in the intuition development movement, specializing in expanded perception, inner energy dynamics, dream work, and transformation. She helps leaders, professionals, artists, and those on a spiritual path discover the hidden dynamics of what makes for true success. Penny is the author of 10 books, including Transparency, Leap of Perception, Frequency, and The Intuitive Way. She lives in Florida, and her website is pennypierce.com, and we'll have all of that in the show notes. So welcome, Penny. Well, it's good to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. So I would like to have everybody start off by just telling the listeners a little bit more about themselves and about the work that you do and then we'll kind of dive right in well it's been a an evolutionary journey uh i started off as a graphic designer and then corporate art director uh, and then that kind of morphed into uh, more involvement with my underlying interests which have always been about the mysteries so, uh, but I think um, design and working with art really kept my intuition open for a long time and helped me understand that there are patterns and, you know, underlying energy patterns in things. Um, so it, it fit together eventually, you know, and um, so I, I really ended up doing a lot of intuition development work with people for many years. That then morphed into frequency, the book frequency, and this whole thing about working with energy dynamics and understanding the world as vibration. And then that led into a leap of perception, which is really about how our consciousness is profoundly changing from a linear way of thinking into a more spherical and holographic way of thinking and being. And, and how our identity changes with that and how reality changes with that. Um, and then after that, I started to go into uh, a thought about, well, what will we, what will it be like after we transform? Like what, what's going on here? And, and so I got into the whole idea of transparency and the idea of really not hiding anything, being totally open and letting the soul come in and be the one that's running the personality. 
And um, so that that's a pretty cool book, actually. I like that one a lot. So I still do a lot of counseling and and uh, readings, and I also am doing online courses, designing some now. And uh, I, when COVID's over, I'll resume traveling, <laughs> you know, and yeah. um, and teaching live. But also, uh, I'm about to start a new book. That is, if I can get some time here. So well, that is something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so as I said in the intro of this episode, your book, Frequency, found me after my divorce and helped me to get really clear on what had actually happened in that situation because I knew I had been focusing on feeling good. That was kind of my my focus for two months leading up to the day that my ex-husband asked me for a divorce. And I knew that what I had done was change my vibration, but I didn't understand it to the level that I do now until I read your book. So. I would love for you to just tell everybody, like for people who aren't familiar with this kind of languaging, like what is a frequency and why do they need to know about this? Well, I mean, frequencies, there's, you know, vibrations, sine waves uh, of all lengths. Uh, you know, there's, there's microwaves and there's the vibrations of color angstroms and everything. Um, it's all vibrating in this physical world. And so when you start to feel yourself more deeply, you understand that you're vibrating too, and that you have like, your emotions have different frequencies. So when you're depressed, you're at a low frequency. When you're excited and enthusiastic, you're at a higher one. Um, when energy closes off and doesn't flow, it slows energy down and causes it to go to a lower frequency. When you allow fluidity and surprise and creativity and and just trust the flow, you know, it gets to a very high level. And the higher the level, of course, the more the spiritual truth and the soul, and it's, you know, we are the soul, you know, I, don't, I hate to th talk about it as a separate thing, because it's not, yeah. it's me, you know, so I, the soul, can come in and work this personality that I'm creating without interference. I can just use it and flow things into the physical world and have a great time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's kind of the, the process that we're in, but, but frequency, we have to understand about how to read energy levels, how to shift them, how to stay in what I call the home frequency so that that is as close as I can get, you know, as an alignment to the soul in the body. And we all have those moments where this is happening and we love it, you know, and when, when it's not happening, we feel cramped and irritable, you know, and cranky. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we need to learn to discern the differences in those states of being. Yeah, I, I think um, so. One of the things you talked about, you just mentioned that your home frequency. So like, what does that entail? Like, how would a person know? how to find their home frequency or like what it actually is. Mm. Well, first of all, think about how we go through the day usually, which is you run around, well, when we could run around, <laughs> and you, um, you tend to, you know, meet all kinds of people or you're at work and you're dealing with some people who are 
in a good mood and some people who are real bossy or, or ego maniacal or something. And when you get around different frequencies, you tend to match those vibrations. Mm. We have this habit, and I think it's kind of an old tribal thing in a way. It's a survival mechanism that we will match the vibration of the people that we're around in order to stay safe, to get agreement. And so often we will match people of a lower vibration than we are, and then we'll feel awful. So it's like when you're looking outside yourself and, and you know, paying attention to that kind of safety by trying to match your inside and outside, you end up being in these huge fluctuations all day long, up and down and in and out, you know, like you never know who you are because you're changing to match everything. And that's in addition to people, you know, it's places, spaces, you know, a room you go into that feels funky, bad lighting or whatever, you know, um, and it'll, it'll irritate you to, you know, some degree. Um, so paying attention to this is important, but so that's when you're looking outside yourself. When you keep your attention inside, there is just one really core vibration. It's, I call it your home frequency, but it could also be your preferred state or your original tone or something. You know, it's, it's like the light in a baby's eyes. We have a, a core vibration that we keep and really don't change from life to life. And it's um, when you relax and start to feel good, it's just there. But it's covered over with beliefs and criticisms and, you know, all these things where we have yes buts and, and we don't let ourselves stop long enough to actually drop in and feel that core feeling. So the home frequency is a place where we can learn, we can learn to recognize this state of being in which we have clarity, warmth, enthusiasm, you know, kind of peaceful excitedness. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and it's just feels just right. You know, it's no, it's non-sacrificial. So the way I help people get into it sometimes is, um, you know, you can remember times or like think of things like when I was playing with a puppy or looking into a baby's eyes and giggling or something, and you can just slide into that kind of happy state, or maybe you're a dancer and you can feel that swooping motion or that, that, you know, anything where you're one with the flow of something physically that can get you into it. Um, but if you imagine your worst possible scenario, I mean, and go into it and, and detail it and see it's not working. You have bad luck. Things are failing, blah, blah, blah. And it gets worse and worse. And so you spiral down, you know, and it's ugh, awful. Yeah. So then you take that and you put it on the shelf and you come back to the present and then you create your best possible scenario where everything goes your way. You have great luck. People help you. You, you, you know, have resources and you can create what you want and on and on. Um, and you create that feeling and see how your body feels. It starts to expand. Your, your spiral is going up and out, you know, and it's unlimited. And it's not scary at all to expand. It just feels fun. So then you put that back on the shelf. 
and you get neutral and you go back to the worst possible scenario and you feel that one again and it goes oh and recreate it and you're contracting down put it on the shelf go back to neutral put it in the best possible one so we're comparing states of being in their extreme so that you can have a felt sense of uh, what you like basically you know and there's a certain point where you go to go back to the worst possible scenario and you just can't stand to do it you go no way you know <laughs> i don't want to do this yeah again. you know and say i really like this other one and so then it's almost like take a snapshot of that kind of feeling state and you can have that whenever you think of it you can think yourself right into it again and that is kind of the home frequency you know and we we oscillate here in this world you know and so we backslide and then you have to catch yourself when you go backwards and you go oops just a minute i did that again let me come back to the center and recreate you know i i sometimes i call it strike the tuning fork of your your home frequency like it's a tone that feels really really good to you but strike the tuning fork of that state that you love and get in it and align with it and saturate with it and radiate it all through your field and then go about your business you know that way you're in alignment with yourself the soul can come in to the body and personality and you the soul can start expressing what you want to without the fears you know without other people's programming weighing you down and so forth does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really, I really like that. So I think what was coming up for me as you're explaining that was like, what if someone does that, right? So they tune to their home frequency and they find that it's actually a lot lower than what they want, like that their actual like vibration is kind of more negative, kind of in like a lower frequency. What are some things they can do to start moving up that scale and into the other direction? I'm not sure I quite follow you that when you get to your home frequency, you think it's lower than what you want. Well, I felt like years ago for me that like, I always thought I was a positive person, like a happy, upbeat person. But like when I started to really look at like do the mindset work, do the inner work, I started to recognize like, actually I was really negative. And I think because of that, I was living in a very low vibe state where like I was attracting a lot of things, like a lot of struggle, a lot of hardship, a lot of things that were not what I actually wanted. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like just over and over again every day because I, I felt like I felt like I was kind of stuck. But I think what it sounds like is that I just had a my personal like home frequency was just not like at a high enough frequency for me to be feeling good, or maybe I was just focused wrong. Well, I think you just hadn't really reached it. Um, a lot of times, if you're, you know, trying to be really high frequency, it's like a compensation for having to deal with some scary stuff, you know, from mm. old things, um, ideas that are really based in some kind of sacrifice or suffering. And often there is some clearing that has to happen. And as soon as you clear things, your frequency goes up, you know, or not up, but let's not think of it as linear so much as okay. back to normal, <laughs> you know, gotcha. like who you really are without any effort or stress that that we identify with things from the left brain and through th from all kinds of definitions of what society thinks and and what we really are is just a real simple being that's very 
joyful and peaceful. You know, like I said, it's kind of peaceful excitedness that, that we love all kinds of things. We are love. There's no shortage of love and there's no shortage of ideas and it's all free and <laughs> it's all there for you. Um, and so everything's working, you know? Um, and so to get to that state, sometimes you just have to stop the other state, all the other commotion, the other, um, you know, compensating for things you think are wrong. And, you know, that's a scary thing at first sometimes is to just be quiet and be and not be distracted and zooming around, you know, in your head. Uh, but really, I think as soon as you really are quiet, you get into the state of your true self. It It's like a fruit getting ripe. You know, you, mm. you just be centered. And, a, and the vibration of your true self will kind of just pour out of all the particles. It just wafts out. And it fills up the space. And it, you cannot do it with willpower. You can only let it happen and return to it and drop back into it because it never leaves you. I mean, it is you. <laughs> right. Right. You okay. Know? So, yeah. So I did ask that question kind of weirdly then. Um, so what it sounds like is that people, we are naturally high vibe. It's just that we block that with negative thinking or focusing on things that we don't want or like that kind of stuff. Yes. And sometimes we confuse high vibration with high levels of activity you know, and buzziness, mm. right? And that's not it at all. In fact, the highest frequencies are the smoothest, the more refined, and the, the more, most peaceful. You think about the Dalai Lama or somebody like that, you know, he's not frantic. He's not, mm -hmm. he's just calm and expansive and huge. And, you know, it's about purity and refinement in some ways, you know, just this sense of, um, like I said, it's simplicity, deep level simplicity that has a lot of presence involved. Oh, I like that. So emotionally then, like, if it's more like a, a level of like what, like contentment or like satisfaction, like Abraham Hicks says, like satisfied and eager for more kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of ways, like I, I tune into it often through a kind of a doorway of just feeling cheerful. There are a lot mm. of states of being that are very high frequency. Simple cheerfulness. You know, sincerity is a very high state when you really think about it. It's you're interested, you're open, you're receptive. Um, you're not trying too hard. You know, there are so many like that that are openings into that higher level of, of consciousness. So sweetness is another one, you know, things that other people don't value, like people in business think are just, you know, silly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've had that. I had a coach once tell me that I should not be using my intuition in business. I was like, Hmm, okay. I think I need to fire you now. <laughs> I mean, what kind of instruction is that really? Back to the dark ages. Really? <laughs> wow. All right. So you talk about something in your book that I think kind of goes to what we were just saying. So you talk about unhealthy feeling habits. 
which really resonated for me because I noticed myself in a lot of the examples that you listed for the flight response. So basically mm -hmm. running from a situation or a, even just ignoring it. Um, well, let's let's so, go back and say what the health uh, unhealthy feeling habits are based on, which yeah. is the uh, fear, you know, responses. So, and that is very kind of unconscious knee jerk type things where we're working out of uh, fight or flight or freeze, you know, or that need to dominate or and you can dominate by being a dominator or by being a victim, by passive aggression. So there are a lot of, of ways that we overuse the reptile brain, you know, for, you know, survival kinds of things. So, and these develop into unhealthy feeling habits that we just assume are normal human things, but they really shouldn't be normal. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you were saying you were talking about some that are based on flight. Yeah, I was noticing one of my biggest things is like, in arguments with people, I will just walk away after a while, like I have to just get away and just like, leave the room or leave the area and like, kind of ignore the situation. That's kind of been my reaction up until this point. And when I read that in your book, I was like, wow, I, I do that. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I do that. And it's not a good thing. And I always just thought that was normal. Like, walk away when you don't well, know what also, else to say or you know, it's a flight thing but it's also a domination thing right oh, interesting because i said got the last word <laughs> you know, oh I'm right leaving i'm leaving uh yeah and and it's just that's normal i mean people do that all the time um and and there's gosh there's so many of these things but i think i wanted to spell out as much as i could about you know, what they are, just so we could start recognizing how we do these things. And, um, you know, even there are, are such subtle forms of violence that we use, like sarcasm, you know, mm, yep. and mean girls and all that stuff that everybody thinks on reality TV, it's so cool. But, you know, it's really unkind. And it's a domination thing. And, uh, you know, the more you do that, the more you cut yourself off from your soul and from clarity. And then you keep yourself at a very low vibration when you do those kinds of things, too. Yeah, which is, which is why it's important to kind of be aware so that you can do something different. Right, and not blame yourself, because then that's another bad habit. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, we have so many of those, don't we? Just so many. Don't we? No kidding. No oh, kidding. Excuses right, so. as another, you know? <laughs> yeah. Big time. Mm -hmm. Big time. And yet we always believe that they're reasons. They're not excuses. It's a real reason. No, it's an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always a tough one. Um, <laughs> all right. So if someone recognizes that they have unhealthy feeling habits, which I think most people will recognize themselves in that. Um, what can we start doing to release some of that and to start having more healthy feeling habits so that we can be proper humans? First, I think we need to understand that these things are preventing us from being intuitive. They're preventing us from higher consciousness and they're preventing us from our real connection with who we actually are. 
and keeping us in a kind of survival sacrificial mode and that you know you have to say to yourself i don't like this i don't want to do this anymore i'm sick of it you know it's old and you have to yeah. get to that point where you actually do have motivation to change something and not just say well i should because then you'll never do it mm -hmm. you know? so um so get to that point and then um notice what the the habit is that you're doing you know um and remind, you know, remember yourself in situations where you have done it and, and how you do do it. And then don't blame yourself, but then reimagine the situation where you're not doing it. And then what would happen? Right, then let the imagination take over and show yourself how it might extend and amplify and grow if you were doing something you know, without running away after a, an argument, maybe it would resolve, you know, um, it, I can't even think of a lot of them right now off the top of my head. But yeah, if you, you just imagine the opposite thing, but actually put yourself into the situation in your mind so you can feel it and then let it run out and see what happens. And you'll say, oh, interesting. That had a, a positive outcome. I like it. So once you get a sense that there's another way to do something and that it works, very likely you will change it. Right. So it's basically just getting clear on like what the opposite could feel like and what it could be like. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. I think I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could do that. Um, yeah. So a quote that you said in the book, and it was one of the sections at the very end where it was sort of that like intuitive flowed writing. And it literally hit me so hard. I was like, wow, this is it, what everybody does. And the quote is, suffering becomes nothing when you cease to extract identity from it. <laughs> and I was mind blown when I read that because I was like, I, I felt like, to me, like suffering is almost like an unhealthy feeling habit because you convince yourself that it has to be that way and then you don't realize that you've literally made it your identity i suffer i struggle things are hard for me mm -hmm. but like it doesn't have to be that way if you just stop right. making it like identifying with it basically yes well you know suffering has been glorified by religion you know as noble and um but you know, in some ways, it really doesn't help other people become more of who they are. It doesn't help you become more of who you are. It it kind of stops evolution, I think. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know if it has any positive effect on ego, because like you said, we can just tend to shift our identity over to being a suffering person and being better than everybody else because we suffered. Right, yeah. I know a lot of people that have that. Yeah. Um, so I think we just have to see it as something that's inefficient. And it's actually not true in the spiritual world. The soul doesn't even know what fear is or deprivation or suffering. It's like a totally unknown quantity. Uh, we've invented that down here on earth. Yeah. You know, there's no such thing as lack in the spiritual realm. There's just fullness and permission. Yeah.
Yeah, I like that a lot. And so if someone wanted to stop identifying with something, how would they do that? With something, you mean like a state? Meaning like with suffering or with a certain, yeah, or with like a certain energetic state or a certain like emotion that they just tend to. Yeah, it's like, that's just who I am. I'm just a mean person. I'm just a a depressed person. I'm just a suffering. Suffering is just my, that's just how it is. Or I'm great because I make a lot of money or or I'm bad because I don't make a lot of money or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, because that, and that actually is a great segue too. So yeah, that's a, how how do we stop doing that? Because I think we get so tied, especially when we own businesses. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who listen to this show own businesses and we do tie our identity so tightly to like, is our business successful? Are we making enough money? Are we as good as other people? Like Mm -hmm. all of that. And that I think drags us down vibrationally when really like that's not who we are. No. And, and the reason we probably started the business in the first place was to express ourselves freely. Yeah. And then it gets like, you have to, then like there's an authority in it and you're not sort of at choice anymore. You're sort of like some authority has been, you know, in introverted or you know brought inside you and then you know you you don't feel free anymore so uh, i think when you have identity definitions of yourself let's say you have connections to things that you identify with it's all about identity then you need to check you need to start checking is this um, allowing me to feel my home frequency we need a new set of criteria in a way, yeah. you know, to say, um, does running this business allow me to feel and, and be the way I want to be, you know, does having a lot of money, uh, make me feel free and like a really good person? How do I want to feel? Do I want to feel better than others? And how does that really work out? You know, um, so it's about being honest with yourself about core feeling states and and learning the difference between what ego feels like and what the heart and soul feel like when you're living those two different ways. Again, it's like the worst possible scenario, best possible scenario. You've got to have something to compare against. Right. You know, so if you are all wound up in ego stuff, and then you start to count up the stresses you have and how much work and effort everything is and how much willpower you need. You go, wow, I'm tired. Now, from the other point of view, you don't, you have luck <laughs> and flow yeah. and, and things, you don't have to use so much willpower. You just make choices based on what feels right in the moment and it comes to you and then it overflows and expands and other people come in and, you know, it's like this organic process. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess it's just being able to see that again, that one choice is really limiting you and, and not being the way you want to live your life. And the other choice is allowing you to do what you love. And it may still be running a business, but you'll do it in a whole new way. Yeah. Yeah. And realizing that just because you don't hit your goal that month just because you don't make a certain amount of money or something doesn't mean that anything about you. Right. It's about the flow. Sometimes you need to rest. 
I know when I was, I had, had a big freelance graphics business for quite a while and I would get jobs and then I'd be really, really busy. Uh, and, and then I'd be tired of being busy and I'd tell myself, I'm so tired of being, doing this. I'm just, you know, I'd be complaining. And then the phone would stop ringing. It's like I was giving instructions to the universe, you know, yeah. and, and it would stop and I would actually you know, have nothing and I would rest, but I didn't realize I was resting. I was, I was complaining again. Um, and at, at a certain point that complaining would be that suddenly new people would come in, you know? And so I guess, you know, we naturally go through these cycles of having form and I call it stuff, you know, act action and then space. And then the space creates the next cycle of form and then the form lets go and we have space and we rejuvenate. And, you know, it's just, we have to rock between those. So mm. sometimes when we, it seems like we're having a failure, you know, it's just that it's time to have space. Wow. So if you're noticing that you're in a time like that, would you say then you, you should just take the space and, and rest and not try to be forcing yourself to like be out there doing stuff or like because you're trying to hustle or think you should be that's right um if you have to use willpower it's probably wrong if you soften yourself and relax and just get present and stop pushing and get into your home frequency and enjoy it and enjoy the moment and the birds and whatever um and don't try to jump out of it it will turn on its own into, you'll start to get an idea that says, oh, wow, what about, I could do a course online about this. Oh, what an exciting topic. I would love to explore that. And then you go and get a pencil and you write an outline. And you're not forcing yourself. It's just coming because it's coming. You know, and then it starts to move into a cycle of creativity and then you get the results from that and after it's done you pat yourself on the back and say well that was fun that was great and then usually the mind goes well what's next <laughs> let's go do the next thing no wait a minute take inventory see how how what you achieved relax take a little time to allow your mind to go blank so that you can get repatterned from the higher realms you know and then yeah. something new will just start in and you'll know hmm. what's coming from the true place because it won't have shoulds attached to it oh, i like that yeah the, sh the soul never says should <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a word that it has no it says i love i'm interested in i like i you know so those kind of things. Mm, I, that, I'm, I'm literally writing down all these quotes. I'm like, okay, these quotes are amazing. <laughs> like, I'll be remembering that. Um, all right. So a common thing that people have in business or a common complaint I, I've made in my own business at times and that other people have made around money blocks, right? Which I know is mostly just an energy thing. So mm -hmm. if someone is experiencing, quote unquote, a money block, right? Like either money's not coming in or they're not making sales or whatever is happening or maybe they are but like they're not holding on to it it's just sort of going out as fast as it's coming in how can someone start to 
kind of deal energetically with like that so that they can stop mm-hmm. either blocking the money or that they can stop kind of doing whatever they're doing that's making it just spill right back out again. Well, there's a feeling state, a state of being that we have when money is flowing easily and and it's, you know, you feel lucky. It's important to have that snapshot of that state because when the money isn't coming in so much, you can stay in that state of, you know, just feeling lucky, just feeling positive about whatever you're doing that day, even if it's just, you know, cleaning the kitchen, but doing it with that same level of frequency, that level of um, what, sort of, it's sort of a compassion and a, a sense of peacefulness and a sense of interest and involvement and engagement where there's no lack. Okay. Do just continue on as normal, like all is well. And, and what do I think of now that I'd like to do? And what do I think of now that I'd like to do? And how would I like to do something in my business today? Or who would I like to talk to as clients today? Just let yourself do what you do next and let it flow into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And it's that feeling of panic about, oh, I'm not making it, I'm not getting it, you know, that causes it to not come in. Yeah. So you get yourself into the mood of the way you know it feels when you're having a good time making money, because it is fun, you know, mm-hmm. but really yeah. it is, um, I always think about money as like a little entity and it's very, um, it wants to please us. It's like a little child. And if I want to be with it, if I want it to be with me and I invite it to be with me, it will come. And if I tell it, well, I can't have you right now because I'm afraid it'll, it'll stay away. You know, if you want to give it to other people, it'll go wherever you want to put it and more can come in. If you have flow, it'll have fun having flow with you. You know, so um, it's all about, about sort of what we're unconsciously telling it to do, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and and make space for it, relax, let it have a place to come in. And then and then follow your thoughts about what do I feel like doing next, like I said before, and give it a, a way but you can also just visualize that it can come in from any direction of your, your sphere, 360 degrees, for any reason. You know, it's not always through income, you know, from work. Sometimes it's gifts. Sometimes it's, you know, some kind of landfall. So. Yeah, and actually you probably limit yourself when you say it has to come through my business. Yes, from narrow channels. Yeah, that makes sense. I've also heard people say that like money is a relationship. So like the money doesn't want to come to you if you blame it for stuff and you blame it for your struggle and for not being there for you and like all these things. So like energetically, would you say that's kind of true as well? Yeah, same thing. It's like you're really telling it not to come to you. By like the way you're treating it energetically. By blaming basically. it, yeah. And yeah. And, um instead of enjoying it and like playing with it like a happy child or a dog <laughs> yeah. okay right a playful dog you know it's sweet you know um 
I think people who hoard money, then they are going to lose something in their life because they don't believe they can just freely have it, that it would come. It mean it, they feel it needs control. And if you have to control something, it will leave you because you don't believe you have it underlying. Ooh. You see, under, underneath that need to have it as a, a sense of identity um, is the feeling that you don't have it and you don't have worth. So Without basically, that. that is the thing that will act out in your field. Does that make sense logically? Yeah, yeah, total yeah. sense. And when you relax and say, I have lots of stuff, I have people, I have all kinds of things help support me in the world, and I support others, and I let things flow, and I'm always fine. And maybe, you know, like this year, I'd like to have a little more flow because I want to support this charity or something. You know, I want to um, expand this business because I think it'll be helpful to the world. You know, and I'm giving back. And then, okay, no problem. Yeah. So it's like about what you want to do and what you want to be versus like, it's like taking the identity away from it. Like you're not using money to define yourself or to decide <laughs> right. if you're worthy or not. Right. 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 Um, and, I think and a lot of business of, people do. You know, like you can have a lot of money, but you don't have to hoard it. It will just stay with you for whatever amount of time you want it to. Unless you're afraid of it leaving and you have those unconscious ideas you project onto it. Mm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. And I think it's so true because a lot of entrepreneurs take their worth from whether or not they're making money, whether or not they're making enough money or, yeah, you know, money. Yeah. enough what money. That? Yeah, that's the thing. Right, exactly. Because enough is different for everybody, first of all. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, even in, in these times that we're experiencing now of being sequestered and restricted, you know, it's, it's easy to go into panic and fear. And, you know, because things are real that w people are losing their houses or being evicted or their jobs, and maybe they won't get them back and things like that. But still, underneath all of that, stay centered in that feeling state of all is well, and what I need, there'll be a way. Whether somebody takes you in or there's something can happen if you allow it to happen and maybe you get an idea for a new business that you can start doing in a small way at first and then build it up over time as things heal up you know who knows yeah there's but everybody's having to do with a little less but so what we're still here <laughs> you know yeah and and um whether you have more or less um it's just uh, different frequencies of a reality. You know, it's just different criteria, not criteria, what do I, um, qualities maybe. Yeah, and actually, uh, one of the quotes in your book that I actually shared the other day on my Facebook because I was so like, yes, this is so true, was the idea of like all the realities exist at the same time and the one you put your focus on, or the one you're paying attention to, is the one that's going to occur. That's right. Attention is such a powerful force. When you place attention on anything, it starts to drop in frequency, like if it's an idea, 
you know, or a potential reality. If you imagine it really clearly and get your body to feel it, it'll drop in down in frequency and actually materialize. If you take your attention out of something by like, for instance, being bored, um, it'll start to dissolve and seem to, and it'll eventually, if you get super bored with it and nonplussed and you don't even think about it, it dissolves into the field again. <laughs> and it's, it's out there, you know, you can pull it back in if you want, but you don't have to. Yeah. You know, man, I love that. Well, I would love to ask you a million more questions, but we are at the end of the episode. So I would just love for you to tell everybody more about where they can find you online. If there's anything you want to tell them about that you have going on right now. Um, my website is just my name, pennypierce.com, but it's spelled oddly. It's P-E-N-N-E-Y and then last name P-E-I-R-C-E. Um, but, you know, I'm on Facebook and all over the place on social media. And um, I also am writing a lot of articles on uh, medium.com. So that's oh. kind of a fun place to go. And um, so I have some courses, online courses that are just about ready. So those should be available any day now on my website. And that's about it. <laughs> for well, that is awesome. <laughs> Everyone, I'm going to go, I'm definitely going to go check out your medium right after this because, yeah, I, I want to see more of the stuff that you're doing. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. This was so amazing. And I literally have so much going on in my head right now from everything you said. I'm like, okay, I've been writing quotes down <laughs> since you were talking. I'm just like, I need to go and like process all of this now. <laughs> well, good. Thanks for all the good questions. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to go check out Penny's website, pennypierce.com. The uh, link will be in the show notes. You can just click it from there. And until next time, remember, feeling good is the point and the path. Thanks for listening to the Anne Life Podcast. My mission is to raise the vibe of the planet and make it normal for people to have it all and feel good in the process. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a positive review and share the link with your friends so they can listen too. For more from me, be sure to visit my website, jenniferblanchard.net, and join my free Facebook group, The Feel Good Life Club.